International. My name is Jeff Allen. I am a part-time eBay trader, Amazon bookseller, part-time retired, um, single guy, been married a couple times. Um, I have a story to tell. This was back in 1991. This was during the first Gulf War. Um, I was living in Oklahoma City at the time was married, had been working hard. We had bought this really cool old house that we had fixed up. It was built in 1922, and it was just really, really cool. Three stories, had a full-size basement. Um, the, you know, it was really nice. We both trying to get pregnant and have a baby, or at least one of us. The um, And that's when the Gulf War broke out. And I remember one night sitting there watching TV and keeping up with it pretty pretty accurately, the, uh, it came on the news that um, uh, Saddam Hussein at the time was going to launch Scud missiles with weapons of mass destruction, which is either biological um, or gas, on Israel. And the fear was is that the Israelis had indicated that they were going to respond in kind with a weapon of mass destruction. Everybody knew that that was going to be nuclear weapon. Um, they didn't never came out and said that they have them, but everybody knew that they did. And uh, so and nobody really kind of knew what was going on because of the fact that there was another element. The Soviet Union had, had just collapsed, and there were reports that, you know, some of their nuclear arsenal had been sold or placed to other, other countries for highest bidder. And... Um, so it was really in question what uh, uh, Saddam had in its pocket. Well, anyway, they started launching uh, those Scud missiles, most of which were shot down by the Patriot missile system. Um, but however, it hit me just at that point that, you know, just by some chance that if Israel did respond in kind, it could trigger a nuclear war between somebody. To whereas our... Uh, the entire way of life and the comforts that I had and everything that we had worked for could change in a couple of days. I mean, it was close. Um, you know, thank God it never happened. But I remember spending that whole night not being able to go to sleep and then trying to figure out what I would do if something like that happened. And it made me realize how unprepared I was, both, uh, you know, both physically but mentally too. Um, because at the time it was a real possibility as far fashion as crazy as it sounds now. Um, but it, it was one thing that, uh, I found pretty, not quickly frightening, but scary that you would spend a lot of time and thinking about. And, uh, and consequently it made me change, uh, perceptions in a good way of, 
you know, how I did things from the future. I always kept uh, the thought process that, uh, uh, you know, most things in this life are very temporary. Uh, they can seem very solid, but, you know, it's all really shaky ground. And, um, you know, there's been a lot of other times that I have been frightened or scared or medical thought, but uh, that was the one time that I spent a couple of days in, in, in a certain amount of fear. But we're still here, right? Uh, uh, you know, that now, <laughs> don't worry about it. Now, uh, we're in that, we're kind of in that, we're getting to that zone uh, again, right? Well, I think so. Um, in a couple of different ways, the, um, we're certainly getting there with North Korea, and a lot of people tend to well, have forgotten over the past decade, two decades, that uh, you know the Soviet Union still has a massive nuclear arsenal. They are trying to uh, flex themselves, become a world player, which is going to be tough for them to do because they uh, their country is just not built for it. They're they're a big gas station. They get a lot of natural resource. But as far as have you ever gone to the store and found anything made in Russia, you know, made in Russia with pride, um, they're never going to invent a iPhone or Apple Computer Corporation. Um, they're never going to be a big export company. Um, their life revolves around the income that they get off of uh, of oil and gas, and that's about it. And but they certainly want to be back uh, in the world player stage, like they were. I don't know, from 40s through the through the 80s. And, you know, there's all the other countries that, uh, you know, places like North Korea that, um, you know, it can be a match point for something, I think. the um, It's it, it's far-fetched to think, but I don't think that it's really ever out of the question. So how did, how did, when you came to the realization that, I mean, we could, everything we know it could end... Any day now, if one of these missiles is able to get over here, how did that change your perspective? And what did you do to change your life to make yourself more prepared for that situation? Well, it changed the perspective. Um, really, you know, there's a certain re realization that you have that there's only so much that you can do. You think, well, what's going to happen to all the stuff? And it, most of the stuff that you have uh, almost becomes useless, except for utilitarian. You know, I've got a, a house that I can stay in, but what am I going to do for for food? Uh, what am I going to do for clean water? How am I going to survive in an emergency situation? Um, and you realize, you know, how fragile that is. It came to the realization that if uh, our power grid went down for anything over 72 hours uh, people are going to behave quite badly you go a week and um, all of a sudden I think everybody probably loses their manners and just tries to survive so the biggest change that I've made is 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 probably mentally within a realization that um, there there is no we live on the mental concept of great security especially the younger generation 
that you know everything's going to be cool there's going to be opportunities um but in reality it's it's a lot more fragile system than i think most people believe the uh, you know how have i prepared for that i don't know that there's really any preparation other than having a emergency plan like you would have for a hurricane you know having 30 days worth of water and food and you know directions to a common meetup place or uh, a group of friends that i'm not you know i'm somewhat prepared for that i'm not to the degree that you would call a prepper but i am organized enough to uh, you know be able to survive 30 days uh, biggest mental change is realizing that um um, we're coming to terms with the fact that the world is a lot more fragile place than most people think that it is. You know, the um, our democracy or our republic, you know, we've been here 230, 240 years, which is not very, not, not a long time. They all fail after a point in time. So the Roman Empire, you know, they were 1,200, 1,300 years into it, but still nonetheless, uh, everything changes, fails, or evolves. So um, you know, be prepared for change. That's the one constant. Sometimes I think about, you know, it because, <clears throat> I mean, I've I've often thought that the way that I would, like in in my lifetime, like we will head to some sort of man-made catastrophe. Like I've often often thought that. Like when I was a kid, I I, you know the Iraqi wars going on and stuff like that. I thought the same thing. Saddam, I, I was told, you know, that he was, Saddam was going to nuke us. You know, like I thought that that was going to happen. I thought that, there were, that we were going to get, and then, you know, my father's generation, you know, he thought that Russia was going to nuke us, you know? Right. So, we, so it seems like each generation we thought that since the creation of nuclear weapons that someone's getting nuked, you know what I mean? Somebody's going to get it somewhere, right? Yeah. Other than the people that already got it back in 1945. Yeah. Which was, yeah, which was, you know, us doing it to them. Yeah. But, uh, and, you, you know, and what I... What I began to think, I it's I almost get this, and it sounds weird, but I almost get this peaceful feeling. The fact where it's like, so if that happens, nothing means anything anymore. Like you were saying, like none of your 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 clothes doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what clothes you wear, as long as you can stay warm or or stay in the temperature. Your TV doesn't matter. It's gone. It's over. Video games don't matter. They're gone. They're over. Yeah, Fucking, we, we go back three hundred years in time. Overnight. Overnight. It's, pre- it's pretty yeah. much it. Yeah. You know. And the only thing that matters is your food, your water, your ammunition, and your because you I mean you got to take your like you said a, a week. People are going to be going crazy. Nuts. They're going to be coming after you. Yeah. And the the only currency is going to be food and water and alcohol and bullets and bullets and that's <laughs> yeah. it. I mean that that is it. So you know, when I became old enough to purchase firearms, I was like, I'm in because I've always thought of that. You know, I mean, I kind of grew up around it. You know, my my family they've always had it and stuff like that. But like, I always thought for this, you know, for myself, it's like if 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 I run into a situation where it's me versus them. It's going to be me. Like, I would rather have the, you know what I mean? And and then I, I asked myself, like, in that, also in that situation, which guy are you going to be? Are you going to be a Rick or a Negan? What's the difference? You know uh, what I mean? What's the difference between the two? Not a whole bunch. Not a lot. Yeah. Everybody's just taking care of themselves. They just found a different way to do it. Well, and I think it's, it's human nature, and a lot of people think that 
a big cataclysmic event like that is going to be something that's obvious. Mm-hmm. Okay, Russia got pissed off and they bombed us. Mm-hmm. But that's typically not the way that, that those things happen. Usually what happens, it's a bunch of little things that are interwoven that, that fit together. And then all of a sudden, you're in, it's like you know, a great disaster. It's usually not one thing. It's all these little pieces come together. Well, it's almost and, like the, the rise of the socialistic, the socialist in germany almost right can you compare it to that like yeah the the, um all of a sudden there's people in camps you know what i mean yeah it's it's guy germany is kind of an uh an odd one i guess what i'm talking about is that when major changes like that tend to happen it's because a lot of things lead into it at the same time. It's a bad timing, i.e. something like that in the United States. Let's say that we're having a very rough time. Let's say our political parties, like they are now, are fighting and quabbling. and tend to hate each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tension's pretty thick. Tension's pretty thick relative to the government and what people would consider to be a police state. You know, a lot of black kids getting shot. Um, a lot of tension there. But let's say that you throw a natural disaster a big one like another big hurricane mm-hmm. and let's just say by on timing that you get a big earthquake in california okay you get a couple of things going on there and while we're sitting down uh pretty preoccupied and trying to figure out what to do and how to cover um something internationally happens you know a nuclear weapon goes off in germany or it goes off in europe and we have to follow our nato uh, credo mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden we're technically at war with possibly russia or another country. while we're trying to repair our while own we're, we're trying to repair this and then all that's going on and then there's a terrorist act that blows up a couple of sub power stations somewhere in the midwest that causes at least half of the country to be without power for a week or two you know, it's a, those kinds of things where a lot of the pieces fit together is where you get your... Equals chaos. Yeah, you know, then you take a president like we would have now that, you know, would probably consider it just business. Uh, by the way, all of those things were extremely specific, and the CIA now is uh, tapped into your phone. Well, that's so. great, man. <laughs> that's, that's great. That's um, great. You know, I... Uh, you know you that that all that makes sense and and if you look at like the last hurricane we had the uh um hurricane uh what was the big one that hit the texas just recently harvey, harvey that was the name of it yeah so hurricane harvey comes in right my my mother-in-law lost her house to hurricane harvey it's horrible and the the um people out there you know, like they they banded together and they helped. Like people were helping. You know, and and the adverse other areas, Houston in particularly, right? People were just looting, going crazy, taking everything they can, going nuts. You know, so like there's two. I guess my point is there's two ways the road can go down. But human nature typically takes you down the road which involves looting and killing and you know and and well, there, there there's always a criminal mindset. Yeah, and a lot of people. Uh, it, it can't get in touch with that, and that and that's good. Um, you know, by the same token, you as you try to understand why, you know, a kid would go in and shoot up a school, or a kid would, you know, place bombs mm-hmm. within Austin and kill random people. You can't really understand the the criminal mindset. I guess is what you would call it. I think that the, that uh, is beyond criminal. I think that that is. 
uh, I, I sociopathically yeah, evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not. That's the that's the best. Yeah, it's it's not. You know, you know. there's a good question: is that if did did society create the Austin bomber? Did society create him, or, or was he was he created by his own? I mean, was it just something wrong with you know what I mean? Yeah. With his head, and can that be changed via circumstances or surroundings? And can it be? Can you be? Can you become him in new circumstances or surroundings? Like, will will we become that maniacal and that sociopathic if we're put in a situation to where we don't know where the water is going to come from next? You know what I mean? Like. Well, I, th- I think there's really, you know, kind of um, at least two kinds of people, maybe just that, those who want to band together and function as a group, and those who go beyond that point, screw everybody else, it's about me, you know, I've got two kids, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to get the food. You, I mean, I can't disrespect that, however... You yeah, you can't dis- disrespect either one of you them. You know, it's, um, uh, it's uh, you know, I think that when it gets to that, that point, you're your true colors come out and it's really not much of a, a choice. It's just, just the way that you are. So let me ask you this. When you came to the realization that your life may change overnight, were you scared at the fact that you weren't prepared enough or were you more sca- scared at the fact that it may happen? Like what scared you more? I was scared of the fact that I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So you it know? was the not knowing that it was the, you know, I hadn't really factored this in, um, you know, what am I going to do? How's it going to, uh, affect my current lifestyle well it's going to completely change uh you know how am i going to take care of myself and my family yeah. you know it's a feeling of being um um very unprepared yeah. you know and you know not really knowing what to do because nobody had any answers out there but it was like well this this is going to be really bad if it happens this way I was like, well i guess so uh you know i mean you know, obvi- the obvious things would happen in a situation like that. Uh, if it got that bad, you know, martial law would be declared. Uh, you know, here in Texas, we're probably fortunate to have the uh, uh, the Texas Guard. Uh, we, I think that we're one of the places that could pretty much operate within our own state borders and uh, function pretty well, you know, pretty well. Other places, I don't think would be uh, near as lucky. But, you know, you're going from a... Uh, pretty much a free lifestyle to a very structured, you know, uh, completely different thing. And it's really the greatest fear I had. I had no clue what to do. You know, I looked around and was looking at the house that I'd spent a year and a half on cosmetically painting and built a bathroom and, and scraped and painted. And it, it was a gorgeous house. I mean, it was built in 1922. It was all art deco. Um, and thinking, well, you know, come a day or two now, this may not be worth anything, yeah. you know, other than a place to hang your hat. Well, you wouldn't have to pay the house off anymore. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wouldn't have to pay the house off and no, uh, uh, you know, no taxes. Um, but that was really kind of my, uh, the, uh, the biggest fear is what do you do? Yeah. You know. Hmm. All right. Well, um, Awesome. I appreciate it, man. Thanks thanks for coming on and talking to us about it. Glad you know? to be here. Anytime. Yeah. This is a very cool place. Donna, any questions? No. Okay. She doesn't ever have any questions. That's okay too. Yeah. All right, man. We'll take it easy. I hope you have a hope you have a good day. Have an awesome day. Mm-hmm.
International. International. 